Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. I'm your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Aaron Wiseman, and my whole purpose in life is to help any of you out there who are burned out, broken, and just in despair to come into a life that is joy-filled, work that is sustainable, and that you absolutely freaking love. And I'm really excited to bring this next, next guest on. She's not a physician, but she works really closely with a lot of physicians. Her name is Melissa McClung. She is a strategic planner and specifically works as a job placement specialist for high-achieving professionals. And what all that means is she pretty much helps us find jobs that rock our panties off. I mean, that's pretty much what Melissa does, and that is her superpower and her magic. And she'll tell a little bit more about her background. But where I work a lot of times on digging in and those internal stop box and beliefs, Melissa is really great about the practical knowledge and has helped me actually with several of my clients help place them into jobs that they have been yearning for. And that really meets their needs And it's been a really fun partnership between me and Melissa. And even though she's not a female physician, I really felt like she could add a lot to our conversation here on Dr. Me First. So we recorded a conversation together and I'm super excited to bring it to you. And then stick around afterwards because we're going to do a kick of encouragement specifically around this with job transitions. So here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Melissa McClung. Thank you for coming on here today. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Okay, so you are one of my non-physician guests. I'm super excited to spotlight you, especially after the phone conversation we had several months back. So tell the lady docs all about yourself. All right. So my story starts when I um, was a, a master's degree student at the University of Kansas. And, you know, I had done all the right things. I think this is something that a lot of the people in your um, group can really identify with. Like I did all the right things in choosing my career. Like I did the internships, I graduated at the top of my class and I did everything and I got into it and I didn't love it. And So I had this master's degree in counseling psychology and I was like, okay, crap, what do I do with this? And it just so happens that I had an internship at the same time in the uh, university career center that I took. I honest to God only took it because it was a paid internship, but I really fell in love with it. And the thing that I fell in love with the most was being able to meet people in a place where they're burned out, where they're anxious, where, you know, their, their livelihood is being threatened. And, um, but they're really people who have a lot of, um, things to offer the world and a lot of things that, um, make them really attractive and they don't feel that when they're in the middle of a job search. So I really love being able to partner with people in their job searches to help them, um, find that passion that they're really looking for, um, to find the things that make them, you know, really valuable and then share them with everyone and find that impact that they're looking to have. Yes, and I love it because that's the exact work that I love to do, but we go about it in some different ways. So share a little bit about how you're doing this work exactly. 
Yes. So I really focus mostly on people in their job search, right? So I know you focus with everyone um, in, you know, reigniting their passion around their work in general, but I really focus on people helping them in their job search. So when they've gotten to the point where they're saying like, this isn't enough for me anymore. This position isn't the right fit. I can't make this happen. I can't make changes to my mindset that help me focus better and take care of myself better. Um, and I can't really recoup this situation. I'm ready to move to, to something else. I help them with the process of figuring out how to describe their skills so that the people who are considering them understand what their skills do. I help them identify what their work values are, which are things that change over time. And then I help them um, with defining what their goals are and helping them achieve those goals. So that's really how I help people. And I love that that you do it in the work setting because so many times we don't give ourselves permission for that. You know, we just yes. say like, we're going to be a doctor and this is how it's done and no modification or changing. And like you said, just like we change as people, our work values change as well. How we want to go about doing our work changes as well. And then also like mm -hmm. our goals change. Mm -hmm. I definitely always wanted to like work 80 hours a week until I had that first kid and then bam, goals <laughs> changed. Yes. Yes. And life, life does change a lot about how we approach careers. So not only does, you know, marriage and children change it, but parents getting older changes it, um, you know, approaching retirement age changes it. So there's a lot of different areas where I see people being impacted by that the most. Well, and even like major life events change that oh, yeah. like anything, if it's, if it's health or new awareness or discovery, mm -hmm. like I think we, we don't give those enough recognition as well. Like there's some big, heavy shit that happens in our lives. And of course, it's going to yes. rock everything. Yeah, especially the unexpected stuff. So let's jump into your word because it's a totally fun one. And yes. it's ideal. So tell me why you picked ideal because I really want to know this one. <laughs> okay. So the reason why I picked ideal is because I think it's a word that has a lot of meaning for my clients. Um, but it's one that people have a lot of fear about. So the idea of having an ideal position. So having that one position that is the right fit for you or that ideal fit for you. And that's really what my clients are looking for. So my clients are looking for a place where they can A, um, you know, contribute meaningfully and use the skills that they love using. Um, and that's the first thing, like everybody's looking for that. The second thing that they're looking for is they're looking for a place um, that allows them enough time and energy outside of work to do the things that are important to them outside of work. Um, and then the third thing that everyone's looking for is to be well compensated for their effort. And I think most people think that you have to give up on one of those three things, like that it's not possible to have all three of those things all together at once. Um, and so I really like to challenge people on that and say that, like, just like in any dating situation, you know, there may be a type that you enjoy, but like the one person's the right one for you at that time. And um, the same thing is true about your job search. So what about those folks that I come across who they're totally burned out? They absolutely want a career change but when I talk to them they're like there is no perfect job I do not believe the grass is green on the other side how would you approach them 
Okay, so I have that conversation a lot um, <laughs> because it's true. And a lot of people do feel like, you know, I've looked at all the different options out there and I don't know what's available to me. Or, you know, they have this idea of, um, well, I know what it looks like to be a physician and I don't have a way of thinking about how I can use those skills outside of just being a physician. And, you know, so the thing I really talk to them about is finding the mental model that helps you figure out what your success looks like. And so for some people, that's a being able to imagine what it looks like. But for those of us who maybe don't have a rich imaginative life or who don't have a lot of opportunities um, to really sit down and journal or think about what that looks like, um, I really connect them with people who are doing work that maybe has one or two of those components that they're really looking for so that they can find out more information about that. And that's a concept called in informational interviewing or Sorry, Your tech internet. is never my friend. No worries. We deal with this all the time on the podcast. I have great listeners who are more than helpful and uh, they forgive even all of my flub ups and misspellings and <laughs> mispronunciations yes. of names. So continuing on. Okay. So we talked a little about, about people who, you know, to get their head in the space to say more things are possible than what is right in front of me. What then is the next step that you use to help propel them forward? Yeah, so I think that um, the next step that we talk about is goal setting. So once you have an idea of what your what could be your success, the next thing that I look at is like, okay, what are the steps to get there? So if you want to be in that role, and nine months is a really good time period. So I always start with nine months. So if you want to be in that role in nine months, doing six from now in order to be in that role in nine months, what do you need to be doing three months from now to be in that role? And then that's really where the, the uh, rubber meets the road is between now and three months from now, what kinds of things need to be falling into place? What kinds of actions do you need to be taking on a daily basis? Because the job search process can be so demoralizing to people because they are using either the acceptance or rejection of their applications as a gauge on whether or not their job search is being successful. So I really break that with all of my clients and I say, okay, no, we're going to talk about what things do you have to do every week to be successful because you have to control the things that you have control over. Absolutely. I think that's so important to re-identify like what the locus of control is because so many times I know and I know my clients do, we use external validation to kind of prove to ourselves this is the right path. And yeah. many times in this process, there is no external validation. If anything, there's negative because yes. <laughs> you're paving a new course that you haven't done before in a yes. way that you haven't done it before. And so it really has to come from that, that internal desire that like remembering why, why are you doing that? Why, yes. why are we seeking this in the first place it is so important. So giving some great tips so far, but what is your like one, two punch as you're talking to female physicians out there, some of them kind of on this line thinking like, should I stay or should I go? So my, my best piece of advice, if I were sitting down with a friend of mine who was a female physician trying to decide, should I stay? Should I go? My best piece of advice to her would be to try and shut out all the other voices because it can be really tempting to, you know, get advice from the people that you know, either that you went to school with or that you did your residency with. And a lot of times 
um, that can be really confusing because not everyone wants to follow a non-traditional path. Some people are very happy just continuing on to do the same thing that they started doing in the beginning. And it's only for a few people um, that that disconnect really starts to happen and that burnout continues to build. And so I would say shut out those voices. I cannot tell you how many times I've had a conversation with someone and they would have told me like, I feel really guilty about the fact that this isn't my dream job anymore. Because, you know, I was talking to my colleague and this is her dream job. And I really want to say to everyone, like, just just don't let that enter into your mind. Like your ideal is your ideal and it's gonna look different for every single person. So the first thing is shut out the external voices. And then the second one is listen really closely to the internal voice and don't judge it. Like we have, especially as women, a, a way of you know judging ourselves for the thoughts that we have. Like when we think, oh, I would really like to make more money, we, we caution ourselves and we say, well, we don't really need to make any more money. Um, you know, maybe it would be nice. Maybe I would get to do these other things, but we, we would like to add a lot of qualifiers onto it. And so I would just say, you know, first quiet the external voices and then listen really carefully to the internal voice um, and give that voice uh, permission to be there. I love it. So if people are like oozing to get more of this, where can they come get more of your advice and hang out with you? Yes. Yeah, so the best places to find me um, are on Facebook and LinkedIn. Those are the only two places I hang out online. Um, so LinkedIn, you can find me um, with my name, Melissa McClung. Um, and then on Facebook, you can find me uh, by going to my business page, which is Life by Design Careers. And then I do have a free group available for women in healthcare, medicine, and science. So I would love it if people would join my group. I give some very special advice there and interact with people in a much more close way there. Well, Melissa, I am just so glad to have you in my tool belt. I've already got like a list of names of people be like, you need to go talk to Melissa because you've been talking <laughs> to me and now it's time. It's time, my friend. <laughs> Yes. And I have reverse referrals to send your direction too. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, friend. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Melissa, for coming on the podcast and sharing your jewels of wisdom with us. I really like, and I've actually stolen several times and used it, about shutting out the external voices and really honing into our internal voice. I think that's so very, very important. And so for a kick of encouragement today, what I really wanted to focus on is empowering you as you're thinking about a transition, be it you're struggling or you just know that like where you're at is not where you want to be, or perhaps you just feel like it's time for a change. I want to give you a few steps, a few things to chew on to really get you empowered to move forward so that you can have satisfaction and fulfillment and joy rather than feel like you're just job hopping. And because I think it's so important to look and see um, where you're going and what you're doing. So Step number one to get you empowered is just being aware and having some recognition of what's happening around you. You know, 
telling other telling yourself and others the path you're on isn't making you happy can be really, really scary. Yet saying it out loud, how you're really feeling and what you're really experiencing, it brings up a new sense of awareness and it allows you to confront your fear. Because I really love the saying, you cannot face what you cannot name. And so by journaling those words out, by having a verbal conversation, I think it's just really important to open up about it and see it perhaps in a new light and actually put words with those feelings and your experiences. And at this point too, you have to remind yourself that even though you may be speaking the words, you're not changing anything yet. I feel like a lot of people at times when they start talking about it, feel like once it's like said, then it's truth. And like it absolutely has to happen. And that's not the case. Instead, you're letting yourself take an inventory of what's working and what's not working. And this sets the groundwork for creating that sustainability, that fulfillment, because you're then kind of sorting into a couple different piles rather than just like jumbling through the mess. And so many times this really does take talking to a trained professional like a coach Um, and questions that I would ask you and maybe if you have time to jot them down and think about it would be like, how are you really doing? Really, really doing? No curtains, no mask on, no fake facade. Like if we were to strip it all down, how are you really, really doing? How does your spirit feel? How does your soul feel? How does your brain feel? How does your body feel? How are you really doing? So taking a good assessment. The next question I ask almost everyone I talk to is what is the biggest struggle? What's your biggest struggle right now? Not all the little things, but like what's the big thing and breaking that down. And usually that brings to light even more things that you didn't realize you were struggling with. Question number three would be when do you notice that you're feeling tired or drained? And then on the flip side, when was the last time you like felt pumped up and energized? And some of my favorite questions are this series. If time had no limit, what would you like to have more of? Sounds good, right? You know, like we don't want to get into like scarcity mindset with time, you know, that, oh my God, there's not enough time because really there is enough time. But let's just like take time off altogether and say, if it was unlimited, what would you be doing more of? And then figuring out how to infuse that into your life. And then the last question is, what are your greatest priorities in life? And are they reflected in your schedule? That's usually a huge mismatch in people's life. And if you can bring some thoughts around that, and you can change that, that really, really helps with situations. So that's step number one is like awareness and recognition. Step number two is uncovering your superpowers. If you have put five seconds into developing a career, you have a whole toolkit of valuable skills that you can leverage in your next steps forward. And I'm not just talking about like tactical hands-on skills. I'm also talking about the things that would be considered like soft skills. So actually defining these and honing them from just like, oh, doesn't everybody do that? And really recognizing that these are your superpowers and they're your keys if used well that can allow you to open a lot of different doors. So really, because in this world, the era that we're entering in, you know, for careers where the importance of flexible thinking, adaptability, quick problem solving, far outweighs a lot of the hardcore technical skills. Now, granted with physician stuff, you know, we do have to be up with it. But if you're thinking about transitioning to something different, 
just by being a physician, it shows that you have the ability to learn those hard technical skills. If you go back and listen to the episode with Dr. Angelina Pereira, she talks about this, how going from being a physician into the marketing world, a company actually recognized that she would be an amazing brain to hire because she had already proven that she can learn hard things and do hard things. So, you know, be it welding or surgery, we all can learn new technical skills, but not everyone has innate senses of communication, empathy, and like analytical thinking. So you need to leverage those because these soft skills are not just as important. They are more than important in a lot of area specific type of careers. So what are you? Are you a master communicator? Are you an excellent manager? Do you have great intuition? I mean, these can be some superpowers that you can use. I didn't even know that I was kind of good at podcasting till I started it. I mean, I was always had like a techie brain and loved playing around with computers and stuff, but it wasn't until I started doing it that I was like, wow, this is actually like one of my superpowers. Not everybody can do that. So I have you just like think outside the box with this. You're not just a physician. You're a person who has such a huge tool belt. So think about that. Using your skills as your superpower. Step number two. Step number three is about planning your moves. Once you've decided you need a change, just know that it's not all or nothing. Gosh, we are so quick to jump into all or nothing mindset. And I just want to encourage you just to stay out of that and to stay open and think about all options on the table. Because if you get into all or nothing, you may run your head into a wall once again. So four changes that I want to have you think about when you're thinking all options on the table are one, tweaks. These are the small changes that you can make right now, and they can make a world of difference. It can be as simple as like switching schedules with your partner, asking to leave a half hour early on Fridays, maybe taking your lunch at 1130 instead of noon. These are all small. Oh, another one I thought of is having pump breaks, but then you're not pumping anymore, but keeping your pump breaks in your schedule so you can keep up with your charting. It's a major life hack. Everyone should do it, I think. Anyway, keeping these small changes in to your current role gives you some space to breathe and it helps you see why you chose this path in the first place. These small modifications will likely improve your life externally, but most important, it will help you to feel that you are in control of your life and your work too, which can be super energizing, especially when you're going through what you're going through and thinking about a potential move. So think about tweaks. And the thing is with those tweaks, you have to have the confidence and the courage to ask them and then follow through with them. So just know you can do this. You can make tweaks. Change number two is what I call hops. So hops are bigger changes, but still in the same vicinity. So that may be asking for like a promotion, changing roles in a company or hospital, maybe even finding a new job, but in the same area. These are the type of shifts that help you when you feel stagnant in your current role, but you enjoy your career as an overall, or maybe you enjoy the company that you're working for as an overall. But thinking about hopping, maybe departments, maybe locations, that sort of thing. So bigger than a tweak, but not totally jumping out of the pond. Number three is a pause. So important. Pump the brakes, girlfriend. Taking time away can help bring so much clarity. 
When you're moving at a million miles per minute, there's no way to get a grip on the facts and on your thoughts and feelings and experience. So consider taking a long break for a pause or maybe even a full out sabbatical to evaluate life, work, your path forward, or any amount of time in between. I know I was just reading um, one physician doctor's book and she recommended 12 weeks as a minimum, six months as a recommended. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of time. But you know what? Just think about that. If you had that time and space to be fully disengaged, to pump the brakes, to take a pause, think how much more clarity you can have in your life. Now, granted, mama's got to pay the bills, but there are ways to take positive pauses in an incremental way if you can't take the 12 weeks off altogether or you know you want to take the six months but you didn't get approved for the sabbatical this time in your academic center but that's definitely an option that you can put on the table before you just walk away and then the last change that I want to think about on the table so we talked about tweaks hops and pauses is u-turns this is kind of the big kahuna you know a u-turn is like a full-out renovation of your career And I caution anyone who's thinking about like just throwing the stethoscope in and quitting it all to do it without kind of thinking about these other steps and without talking to a professional. Uh, I know that we all have days. I know we have all had days. We're like, we're done. We're done. I am not coming back to this. But before you slap down the resignation letter, please talk with someone because there may be things that you didn't know that could be changed if you had just known to ask for it, or if you were just in a different headspace to go talk to someone with authority and power in your organization. So doing a U-turn and exiting your career does require a lot of time, energy, money, and sometimes some re-education. And it's typically more than you anticipate. I'll be perfectly honest. But it's not anything that you can't handle. And also, so you know, I totally advocate career changes, especially since I've done it myself. All I ask, though, is when you are working through your burnout, don't see U-turns as your only option. And at least, you know, try those things that I talked about before, before you just like give it all up. Because I know that I have talked to several physicians who have done that, and they do have some regret that maybe they could have done it in a different way. So again, those four different things are tweaks in your job, hops to something slightly bigger, pauses and pumping the brakes, and U-turns, the big kahuna of getting out. So that was a full step number two. Step number three is building your team. Super important when you're going through changes is having that network of support. And I'm not just talking about, you know, friends and family. They are great to be there for rooting for you. But you also, again, kind of like we talked about with Melissa, is like quieting those external voices and turning the volume up on the internal voice. And a really good coach is going to help draw that internal voice out and help you turn up those voices so you can hear it. So friend, you are competent and you can achieve big, big dreams. You've already done a lot. Don't stop now. Keep going. And remember, identify what you want first with those questions. See what you're maybe tolerating that you can give up. Give yourself permission to change. And just know that it's okay to do this. So many times I think we think about that we just need to hang in there just a little bit longer, but just really understand why you're staying where you're staying or why you're moving where you're moving. Because at the end of the night, you go to bed with yourself and I want you all to sleep so very well. 
So again, I'm trying to reach everyone uh, who's listening to Dr. Me First in 2020. So if you haven't connected with me, please do Instagram, LinkedIn, or let's get on a phone call. The link how to get on my schedule is in the show notes. And I would just love to talk to all of you. And always remember your life, your calling, your pulse matters.